Section number three of Nye and Riley's Wit and Humor. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stu Hollowell of Language of Laughter. Nye and Riley's Wit and Humor, Section three by Bill Nye. Where he first met his parents. Last week, I visited my birthplace in the state of Maine. I waited thirty years for the public to visit it, and as there didn't seem to be much of a rush this spring, I thought I would go and visit it myself. I was telling a friend the other day that the public did not seem to manifest the interest in my birthplace that I thought it ought to, and he said I ought not to mind that. Just wait, said he, till the people of the United States have an opportunity to visit your tomb, and you may be surprised to see how they will run excursion trains up there to Moosehead Lake or wherever you plant yourself. It will be a perfect picnic. Your hold on the American people, William, is wonderful, but your death would seem to assure it, and kind of crystallize the affection now existing, but still in a nebulous and gummy state. A man ought not to criticize his birthplace, I presume, and yet if I were to do it all over again, I do not know whether I would select that particular spot or not. Sometimes I think I would not. And yet what memories cluster about that old house? There was the place where I first met my parents. It was at that time that an acquaintance sprang up, which has ripened in later years into mutual respect and esteem. It was there that what might be termed a casual meeting took place, that has, under the alchemy of resistless years, turned to golden links, forming a pleasant but powerful bond of union between my parents and myself. For that reason... I hope that I may be spared to my parents for many years to come. Many memories now cluster about that old home, as I have said. There is also other bric-a-brac that has accumulated since I was born there. I took a small stone from the front yard as a kind of memento of the occasion and the place. I do not think it has been detected yet. There was another stone in the yard, so it may be weeks before anyone finds out that I took one of them. How humble the home and yet what a lesson it should teach the boys of America. Here, amid the barren and inhospitable waste of rocks and cold, the last place in the world that a great man would naturally select to be born in, began the life of one who, by his own unaided effort, in after years rose to the proud height of postmaster at Laramie City, Wyoming, and with an estimate of the future that seemed almost prophetic, resigned before he could be characterized as an offensive partisan. Here on the banks of the raging Piscataquis, where winter lingers in the lap of spring till it occasions a good deal of talk, there began a career which has been the wonder and admiration of every vigilance committee west of the turbulent Missouri. There on that spot, with no inheritance but a predisposition to baldness and a bitter hatred of rum, with no personal property but a misfit surrender and a stone bruise, began a life history which has never ceased to be a warning for people who have sold goods on credit. It should teach the youth of our great broad land what glorious possibilities may lie concealed in the rough and tough bosom of the reluctant present. It shows how steady perseverance and a good appetite will always win in the end. It teaches us that wealth is not indispensable, and that if we live as we should, draw out of politics at the proper time, and die a few days before the public absolutely demand it, the matter of our birthplace will not be considered. Still, my birthplace is all right as a birthplace. 
It was a good, quiet place in which to be born. All the old neighbors said that Shirley was a very quiet place up to the time I was born there, and when I took my parents by the hand and gently led them away in the spring of 53, saying, Parents, this is no place for us, it again became quiet. It is the only birthplace I have. However, and I hope that all the readers of this sketch will feel perfectly free to go there any time and visit it and carry their dinner as I did. Extravagant cordiality and overflowing hospitality have always kept my birthplace back. End of section number three. Recording by Stu Hollowell of Language of Laughter.